0: welcome back to untranslated islam the show where we dig deep into the recesses of knowledge and extract benefits and gems translate them into english that have never been translated before so that we can all benefit and apply them to our lives okay so we do this together both you and i and we've been doing something together haven't we we've been covering uh, benefits that will help us all appreciate our quran and our salat better because of deeper contemplation. So we went through a list of different things from the book At-Tibyan from Imam Nawawi. At-Tibyan Qur'an or the clarifier or a clarification of the proper etiquettes of the person who carries the Qur'an. And we've been doing it step by step by step. So the last two steps we covered was the importance of deep contemplation in your Salah. And then after that, we went through all the different points of uh, 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 proofs of the Prophet and his Sahabas uh, reciting one ayah. Are getting stopping on one ayah and understand it's not like they just went in and maybe started on that ayah, but they're reciting and then they get stopped on that one ayah because of their deep contemplation of that ayah. So they're reciting the ayah over and over and reciting and making du'a about the ayah and contemplating. Okay, so now of course if we're doing this or if a person is doing that, usually it's going to be something of fear. Most person people are not going to stop on the eyes of Jannah and say I deserve Jannah, I deserve Jannah. They're going to even stop on the eyes of Jannah and say Oh Allah please allow me to get an agenda i know i'm undeserving of it you understand of course the eyes of about hellfire or the eyes about sins that they know that they do or the eyes about oppression all these different things make you stop and contemplate so naturally the next chapter is going to be what the chapter of el buka or the chapter of crying when reciting the quran and when in salah okay and we described the book the crying before we're not talking about wailing wailing is forbidden in islam that oh my baby and oh no we don't do that in islam the way and the proper Mahmood praiseworthy way of crying is that your eyes cry. Okay. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, Al ayn tadma'. Verily, the eyes shed tears. Well, qalb yashur. And the heart feels. But we don't do or say anything that was pleasing to Allah. So how do we do that? Let's make sure we reiterate this. If you're in Salah and you start to cry, then your eye, you should be used to your eyes start tearing first. And you are most people. We train uh, the the those people who go through this. They train themselves to try their best to let their eyes tear without a whole breakdown, because you need to be able to keep reciting. But sometimes you're just taking it takes control of you, and so the sound comes. Afterward, as a result, and as a sound that's suppressed. That's the whole point. The Prophet in Hadith Sahih, and he was described when they heard them cry in Salat, it would sound like a kettle or or a pot on a hot fire with a top on it. And so you know how it holds everything in, right? The top holds everything in, but then after the period of time of it boiling, it starts to bubble bubble over. And so that, that that's how the Prophet cried in Salat, and that is the Sunnah. Okay, of how to cry in Salah. So the tears flow. And also the statement of the of Allah in the Quran about the people of the, of the past scriptures, when they hear the Quran, Arafu Min al min min Haq. He said that you see. The eyes point with tears. You may not hear anything, but if you look at him, you see their whole face is wet down to their beards, or you might hear a sniffle. And then you look and see, Oh, he's been crying a long time because he's red. His whole face is wet. Eyes are red. Tears are flowing down all in his beard down to us. Like what happened with Armin al-Khattab in this one. The whole sh- sh- shirt or foul, but whatever he had on, soaking wet. All the whole toraki, uh, 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 just the collarbone. So the whole point is is um that's the way of crying because it's supposed to touch your heart and then make your eyes shed tears like the prophet described it without going overboard. But the nature of it is that it's gonna get deeper and deeper, but you don't start wailing and doing things like that because it's not for attention. All right. So with that being the case, let's get into it. Al Bukat. Okay. He said that in the past two chapters, which we just talked about, the chapter of deep contemplation, and then the chapter after that of saying one ayah over and over again with deep contemplation. Of those different things that will have you to cry. When you are reciting the Quran, whether inside or outside the Salah, but especially inside the Salah, all right? وَهُوَ صِيفَةُ الْعَارِفِينَ And this is from the characteristics or the attributes or the descriptions of those people who know, those people who have knowledge, those people who recognize the seriousness of this matter, the reality of this matter, okay? salihin. And these are the feelings and the ways of those righteous slaves of Allah, Call ta'ala, okay, talking about again those people of the scriptures from before us when they hear those righteous people of the scriptures before us when they hear the different verses of the Quran, they know it's the truth. And it says they fall down, like fall down, uh, but it describes it like, like it's almost like they crumble down, like. You know, I was something that almost like it breaks down, like a, like a mountain imploding, a, 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 a building imploding. Now it kind of crumbles in on itself. They kind of fall down like that into the crying, or into prostration, crying. So it says, They fall down, uh, implode almost down to prostration, or fold into prostration, crying, and the verses that they hear increase them in humility. Okay. وقد وردت فيه وأثار Okay, and there are so many uh narrations regarding this. So we're going to mention a few, and I'm going to try to go through them a little quicker uh, to get through this. But if there's anything that we need to stop and we'll stop. And the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, القرآن فإن لم All right, the first thing, which is the most important thing in this whole chapter, and we're going to explain it at the end, how you do this. The Prophet sallallahu sallam said himself, he said, recite the Quran and cry. This is the statement of the Prophet. Sallam, okay. Recite the Quran and cry. And Allah says it Himself in the Quran, okay? So about the jinns. The jinns were better than us when they heard the Quran. said, so when they heard the Quran honestly too, they paid full attention and put their heart towards it. Okay. And they responded. When they heard So to Rahman, the Prophet Sallallahu sallam, said himself to the Sahabas. He said the jinns responded to this sort uh their response was even deeper than y'all's. So it was better than y'all's. He said, because with them, every time that Allah said, uh, what the favors of your Lord will you deny? They said, He said, we don't deny, we don't belie anything from your blessings and favors upon us, O our Lord, and to you belong all praise, thanks, love, and reverence. Every time. And you know, surah Rahman, that's recited. That's every other ayah, every other ayah, every other verse. They responded like that. So the prophet commended them and said, like, their their response was amazing. Okay. So the point is, is that uh, he says, And that's the point here. And if you aren't crying from the effects of it, then make yourself cry. Okay, and we're going to explain what that means in a bit. All right, but let's continue. We should explain it now. I should explain it now, but I can't because I could, but the way that he does, the way that Sheikh does, he builds up to it, okay? So, all right so and it's the narration from about Umar al Khattab that he prayed the uh, uh of, of he led the some the, the fajr prayer huh and he recited surah to yusuf he will recite the entire surah to yusuf and uh, yo i have to tell y'all about this this is going to end up turning into two, two sittings because these points are too important for me not to say to help you okay so he will recite Surah Yusuf and two rakai. That was his thing. That's like Surah Yusuf is one of the most touching and, and beautiful swords. So he will recite that the whole thing and two rakats and Surah and Salatul Fajr. The day when he got killed, they said that they believe he was reciting Surah Yusuf. Okay. And they said that that was common for him is that he would make the first rakat long. Um, uh, uh, no, no, no. They were talking about another situation where he was reciting Surah Yusuf. They say he will make the first Raka'a long in order for the people who are running a little late for Fajr to be able to get in and catch the first Raka'a. So if you talk about to Yusuf, it, I think that has to be at least 10 pages. So he might do like the first seven pages, maybe six, seven pages uh, in the first Raka'a. OK, so the whole point is, is that because it says in the next rewire, the next narration and who can that. In, in Salat al-Isha, he also did the same thing. على تكر, على so it shows that this is something he used to do uh, regularly. And the point is, is that it said, سادت, And he cried until the, the his tears. So that means they would have to come down off his cheeks, fill up his full beard, and then from his beard start to drip down onto his collarbone and his whole collarbone was soaking wet while he was reciting Surah to Yusuf and leading the people in Salah. Okay. Now recognize they didn't say that he was wailing. They said that they saw this. Of course, they knew he was crying in Salah because you can hear the kettle boil sound, but they saw once he turned around how much all that crying was, was happening because all of this was, you know, was soaked wet. And in one narration, it said that he will cry or he cried until people can hear that kettle sound boiling over. They can hear that all the way in the last rank. And imagine all the sahabas will come to mix a lot behind him. Everybody that was in the area will come to mix a lot behind him. And so there's a lot of ranks and that's how the situation was. OK, uh, now I want to stop on this for a second because it reminds me of something that happened with our sheikh, um, the first year that I was here, the first year that I was here in Ramadan. And I'm saying this for a reason, because it shows how we're supposed to do things step by step to teach out the people that are under us. And so I'm saying this to you because you can use something similar at home and it's something that inshallah will give him reward. He was known, like I told you, he's the Mufassir. sheik Al El-Ban used to call him the Mufassir. And in this situation, which was the first year I was there, um, he knew that he had guests. Uh, he had students, of course, he had all the students, and he had guests from different Western countries or whatever that were there. And so he wanted to to teach. He knew we were all students. It's not like we were old people or common people. The students came to pray. And so he wanted to teach us all something. And we didn't know what the lesson was until the end of Ramadan. So like in the first, it was like the third or fourth night of Ramadan, he started into Surah Yusuf, the first two rakats of Torah. Okay. And he recited the entire Surah Yusuf in two rakats. And that I happened to be sick that day because I, cause I had just got to, into the country, and so um, I, when the weather changed, it got me sick because I wasn't used to the weather. It was a different type of weather, and so I remember being dizzy and stuff. And I remember us all standing there. And I remember uh, he gets to you know the first page, second page, fourth page, fifth page, and it's like he's gonna, he's not gonna stop. And then somewhere like in his you know like three, th- two thirds in, then he went down into the we're down to Saturday, came back up, second rakat, he finished finished the rest of to Yusuf. We slammed out, and I went to wash my face because I was sick. But when I was washing my face, I saw some of the other uh, Arab students, and they were in there literally putting water on their feet, and they was talking to each other. And I could barely know, understand Arabic back then, back then, but the statements were so clear. He was like, they were like, "Surah Yusuf, the rakatin." Subhanallah. <laughs> he was like, so Yusuf and two, two rakats. Subhanallah. But anybody going to leave because they know the shaykh. The shaykh, he not just be mean for no reason. He's teaching. So we went back in because we ain't leaving. The rest of the rakats was super, super slight. Nothing like it was like nothing. It was like a few ayats in every rakat for the rest of the rakats of Tarawih, right? Then for the rest of the Ramadan, he did normal. But what his normal is, is that each, each, uh, each night, he just lengthens it slightly longer. So the next night was even just as easy as the one before as far as all the rest of the rakats. Like just few eyes, few eyes. And then he increased, increased, increased. He goes through his teachings and lessons and stuff. Here at the calf, we come and near at the calf, you know, we go through, we go through the last night after he finished the whole Quran. The last night. Oh, no, it wasn't last night. He finishes the whole Quran on the 25th. Uh, so it was the 27th or 28th night. And then he said, so to Yusuf again and to Rakai. And it was so easy, so easy the second time around. And that was his point. He never said a word cause we all got it. The point was is that if you're doing Ramadan properly, it's supposed to strengthen you. The thing that was difficult for you in the beginning should be something of ease by the end. And that's what shows you grown, okay? So it was an immense lesson that I learned and I was 25 years old at that time. And I never forget that lesson. And so, the point of that is that once I realized that Umar al did that, I said, wow, he got that directly from the Prophet ﷺ said, Fa bi Sunnati عَلَيْهَ بِنْ نَوَاجِدِ He said, so I, I command you to follow my sunnah and to follow the sunnah of the rightly guided caliphs. Which were at least those four and some say five because Hassan became a khalif for a small period of time before it changed over to Muawiyah. So the point is, is Abu Bakr, Umar, uh, uh, Earthman, Ali, and then Hassan was just for a f- small, a small period of time of, I think, four or five months or something like that. Very small period of time before it switched over to Muawiyah because of the thing that was ha- happening at that time in order to stop the fitna. So the whole point is, is that you can take from their sunnah and follow it. And so he took from the sunnah of Umar, and that's how he taught us how to be able to stand in Salah. And why is it so beautiful? Because of the fact that it's Surah Yusuf. Everyone loves Surah Yusuf. So it's the most beautiful story, the most perfect story, and the most complete story in the whole Quran, and everyone loves it. So it's the best thing to teach us and to train us with. And that's what Umar al khattab did with his people. How much time are we in? Uh, uh, Mr. Producer? Stad. Okay, he can't hurt me, so we're going to keep on. All right, so... Uh, how much time are we in? What? How much time are we in? 16. 16? All right, I want to try to cover one or two more, th- and then we close out and continue on the next one. All right, so... Oh, yes. Again, if has more. Okay, just go ahead and finish it out. All right, so I want to see if I can sp- get through, but my whole point is I don't want to do too quick, so if I feel like we're going too long, then I'll just stop. Okay. You can go to 30 minutes. Okay, okay, cool. All right, so... um. Wa an Abi wabi Rajat call ra'aytu Ibn Abbas. Abi Rajat narrated that he saw Ibn Abbas, who we know is the Tajiman of the Quran, the explainer of the Quran, وَتَحْتَ عَيْنَيْهِ مِثْلُ الشِّرَاكِ al Okay? And under his eyes was like the shiraq al Bali. Now in the explanation it says, So it's like the strap, the, the strap of the sandal. So imagine a leather sandal, the strap of the sandal, or in other words, from crying so much, it kind of left an, an like an uh, indention, or you know, what we call buckshots or bags under our eyes, like something similar to that or some type of intention from him crying so much. The effects of it was in his skin from him crying so much. He said more from him crying so much. All right, And he's the one that Allah the Prophet ﷺ hugged him and asked Allah to teach him the Tatwil, the explanation of the Quran. So he understood the Quran, one of the top understanders understanders of the Quran. Alright? Abi Qadiman Nasun Min Ahl Yaman ala Bakr uh, Abu Salih said that a group of people came as a delegation from Yemen to Abu Bakr al-Siddiq. So they started to recite the Quran and they cried a lot when they were reciting the Quran. Abu Bakr, so Abu Bakr as siddiq said, كذا, uh, He said, we used to be like this. Meaning, like, because they got the message now and they got it, they, they're, like, kind of like on the level, the way that the Sahabas were when they, I mean, the companions of the Prophet were when they first got it. The ones that was the closest to the Prophet. Or showing that that's how it's supposed to be. That's how you're supposed to feel at this stage. That's how you're supposed to feel. It's good to see that. All right. One Hisham called, Rubama Samir Muhammad ibn Sirin fil Layl wa huwa fil Salah. Another one that said that he used to hear, Uh, Muhammad Ibn Sireen, which you guys all know from his book of Interpretation of Dreams, um, that they used to hear him crying in Salah at nighttime. Okay, yeah, we can close it out with this. He said, and it's so many narrations like this that we can go on and on. Okay, Uh, And he said, but now he brings the explanation of how you answer that statement of the prophet when he said, Read the Quran and cry. He said, in what? And if you're not crying, then make yourself cry. Now, I said before, but just in case you didn't hear me, I'm going to give you to you now directly from him because I just said it off the cuff in another sitting. But... You don't stick your finger in your in your in your in your eye and say, I, I have to make myself cry. The prophet says, So you stick my finger in my eye, I start rubbing my eyes or start to hum, hum, or nothing. No, we don't do that. Okay. You don't say, okay, I want to make sure I have some onions on my hands. So just in case, no, you don't do foolishness like that. When the prophet says make yourself cry, stop and think. Because if you did that, it would be the sign of a monafic, of a hypocrite, because you're doing something outwardly that's not real inward. So what does he mean by make yourself cry? Sheikh Abu ha, uh, Al-Imam Abu Hamid explains. He says, A mustahabun That it shows that this hadith shows that crying is something that's beloved to do when you recite. Wa uh, uh, wa so when you're listening to it or when you are reciting or using it. Wa an and the way that you do it is that you let your heart become filled with uh Is like sadness, regret, like this type of thing about things that you've done. You stop and you think about the things that you've done. There times where you made missteps, the times where you messed up, times when you had to be checked or reprimanded. Okay, we all have those times It's from Adam down. Okay, بأن يتامل ما فيه من التهديد الشديد. So you think about. Those different ayats in the Quran as you go past them, starting with the Fatiha. Maliki Yomadin should make you cry like a baby. Okay? Uh, uh, should make you cry like a baby from fear. Ar-Rahman rahim should make you cry because there's no way that you could have shown your things that you're probably supposed to show him for all that he's done for you. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen should make you cry because of your love for him and still regardless of your love it's like like I said before if you think about your grandma or your mom you love them would you love them and right in front of them do stuff that's displeasing to them that you know if you truly love them you're going to go out your way just because you love them to do the things that you know they love but Allah is looking at us at all times and you can think within any day that you're standing up at nighttime for prayer of something that you did probably that day that you did right in front of a law watching you. And you love a law, but you did that. Or you reference a law, but you did that. So it should be easy to bring yourself about tears about that. He said, uh, 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 uh and this is the whole point is, uh, this is talking about just my I'll see. And fawahish, just the things that like the, the things of the disobediences to Allah and like the lewd and lascivious acts and stuff that unfortunately in this society and this day and age, you're constantly, unfortunately is put, being put in front of you that you succumb to. We're not even talking about the fact that every action, a statement is a barid to leaving out the fold of Islam because it can, it puts a, na, a dot, a dot, a dot on your heart until it you closes your whole heart up. Huh? And this is what the ulama say. They say that the kufr was shirk, uh, wa, kufr was shirk, wa nifaq, al-askar, barid, il akbar They said that the disbelief, which is kufr, the nifaq, which is hypocrisy, the shirk, which is associating partners, we do small ones, which are called uh, al-amali, the actions, we do them as Muslims. It leads, it's a barid, or it leads to the akbar that takes you out of the religion, which is eritiquadi. So a person, and we've seen this, alhamdulillah, we haven't seen it a lot, but we've seen it. A person that you saw, and he seemed like he was really about his Islam, really about it. But because of the little things that he he does or she does that they don't know is so serious with Allah, each one puts a a nukta, nukta, nukta on their heart, a a little dot, 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 dot. And as the Prophet said, it covers the heart. Ron, puts a Ron over their heart and covers their whole heart up. And then once it puts the Ron over, then it it gets harder and harder. And you see this person used to be dressed with a big beard and everything. You see them again. And they got gold chains on, they didn't cut their beard. And Alhamdulillah, the one I saw, I still remember. He came up to I didn't recognize him. He was like, yo, And I saw him. And he said, Alhamdulillah, he said, make dua for me, man. And I remember his statement of how he got into Islam. Because he said, he said, At, uh, two years before I became Muslim, he said, I opened up a book about Islam and it was straight to the pages about the hellfire, the people of the hellfire. He said, I promise you, Idris, I've read every description other people are hellfire and I knew that was me he said I closed that book and I put it back on the shelf I never looked at that book again he said that year and a half was the worst year and a half of my life I knew I had to become Muslim he became Muslim yo I used to hang out with this dude he was one of the best Muslims loving caring constant yo Allahu Akbar we was like that for two three years I traveled I came back Whatever. I saw him about two years later. I didn't even know it was him. I was waiting for the trolley to go, go to go to work and he came and he tapped me and I turned around and had a gold tooth in, beard was shaved, gold around his neck, B boy clothes on. And I was like, Full line. I ain't gonna say his name. I have to remember his name. Like, it's less like that. I, I'm just Full line. So I said, said Full line. He was like, yo. And I hugged him because I could see immediately he was going through it and he could see that I saw it. And he probably remembered that he told me about the whole situation of how he became Muslim. And I looked at him. I was like, what's going on, man? He was like, I'm going through it right now. He's like, just make dua for me. Make dua. And literally, my trolley was coming at the time. And I went. And he was like, make dua for me, man. I was like, for sure, man. But you are. He's like, yeah, just make dua for me. I jumped on that trolley. And the trolley, you can't get off the trolley once you jump on. But before I got to the middle of the of the, which we call it for the next station, I said to myself, I shouldn't have jumped on the trolley. I was late for work like a fool. I said, I should have jumped on the trolley, man. I should have talked to him. I ain't never see him again, man. I ain't never see him again. So my point is, is that we got enough things that should put sick sadness into our heart of the things that we do and the things because of the fact that these little things, can lead to the big things that take us out the fold of religion. That should be enough to make us cry. So as the sheikh says, he says, What All those different things that we did that we promised we wouldn't do, all those contracts we took with Allah, the first one is, is that we step into Islam, we won't do right by Islam. And then, and this is the last sentence, and then recognize that You've fallen short and fulfilling your side of the bargain. He said, and if after all of that, it doesn't bring you to cry, then you should cry over the fact that your heart is so hard that you're not crying. That should be enough to make you cry. And we said, like we said, we ain't talking about no, just to make your eyes start swelling with tears. Just the fact that your heart is so hard that you ain't getting it after you know all the things you did wrong. So all of this, is the way from the people of the past of having yourself cry. So thinking deeply, saying that "I" over and over again, thinking about how you, how much Allah has been good to you, and how wrong you've been, and showing your thanks for that. said, for that is the end of our sitting. May Allah make us of those who are able to implement everything that we hear and increase us in knowledge. And this is your brother. Until next time, As-Salaamu